Welcome to Inside Games, the only gaming news show brave enough to celebrate Sony for really shifting games paradigms. Yeah, they're mixing it up out here. Usually game consoles get cheaper over time, but Sony's out here just breaking the mold. <laughs> oh, got him. Uh, first, they blew your mind with sad dads. Now they're rocking your wallet with a new PlayStation model that it is slimmer and sleeker, but it is somehow more expensive. And just in time for the holidays. Go figure. Thank you very much, Santa. Appreciate that. Right when you get laid off, now you gotta pay $50 more for a PlayStation. <laughs> Sony announced new slimmed down PlayStation 5s with an official blog post on October 10th. The new models boast a significant reduction in size, more than 30% less volume. And for the digital version, they're adding a one terabyte SSD, plus the option to add an Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive. The expandable Blu-ray disc drive just kind of clips onto the side after you remove a panel, which, it is kind of slick looking, I like that. It just pulp, bots, uh, bolts right on. That is pretty cool, even if the disc model does look even more deformed and bulbous than usual. Oh, well, Lawrence, what's the price here? For the physical PS5, it is the same. It's almost $500 US, but for the digital, the price has actually gone up by 50 bucks. It's now 450 where the original digital only was 400 Also, let's say you buy a freshly more expensive digital PS5 and later decide to upgrade to a Blu-ray drive once you figure out that digital games are like 70% more expensive. More on that in a second. Uh, well, the expansion drive itself costs $80 US. Altogether, that's $530, which means you'd end up spending more than the current cost of a physical PlayStation 5. Ugh. And also, they're replacing the previous Universal stand with one that only holds the console horizontally. If you want your slim PS5 to sit vertically, you have to buy a different stand and that's $30. Wow. All right. So $50 more for a digital PS5 that's a little smaller, weighs a bit less, has a slightly bigger hard drive, and you can attach a Blu-ray drive if you want. Sid Schumann, Senior Director of SIE Content Communications, said in a blog post, that the new design was to address the evolving needs of our players. Now, we're not quite sure who out there needed the PS5 to cost more. Yeah, that's the, the evolving need, clearly. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're going to try and hunt those people down while we hear from today's sponsor, Factor. Today's episode of Inside Games is sponsored by Factor. Why? Because Factor is perfect for gamers. Guys, 2023 has been an outrageous year. More games than we have time to play. So what do we do? We gotta find more time. And Factor can help you do that. Factor's no hassle prepared foods make sure you always have something nutritious on hand so you don't have to think, you don't have to dedicate brain power to making lunch or dinner. That goes entirely to video games. All you gotta do is grab a prepared smoothie or keto shake for a quick snack or heat and eat a healthy chef quality meal in just two minutes with no prep or cleanup necessary so you can stay focused on what you love to do, and that's gaming. Fitness starts with nutrition. Factor makes it possible for you to achieve your daily nutrition goals through nutritious, purposeful eating. But let's say your day is taken up by something else. It's one of those rise and grind days. Let me tell you, as an internationally famous content creator, Factor really helps me on those days where it's just wall-to-wall -wall work. Instead of just eating some quick junk or honestly nothing at all, Factor is right there to provide quick, complete meals without breaking my train of thought or distracting me from whatever task I'm really rolling on. So please use my link or go to go.factor75.com and use code POGINSIDEOCT50 for 50% off your first box, you can click the link in the description or scan this QR code with your phone. Thank you, Factor, for the support. Oh, thank you very much, Factor. Unfortunately, we couldn't find any of those supposed players with evolving <laughs> needs that needed that more expensive PlayStation. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, certainly not Giuseppe Nelva, who described this as, quote, very far from what we could define as customer-friendly in a Tech Raptor op-ed. Nelva points out that these kinds of redesigns, which are pretty common nowadays at this point in a console's life cycle, are usually accompanied by a price drop. 
as manufacturing costs drop and console makers improve their margins. Yeah, not to mention the reductions in weight and package size. Those lead to savings in manufacturing and shipping, too. So it's just leaner all around. Some people feel like we're getting back to the days of bad Sony, <laughs> specifically the start of the PS3 era, when the dominance of the PS2 led Sony to think it could charge up to $600 for a new console. It's a lot of money now. And it was a lot of money in 2006. Oh man, the giant enemy crab era. <laughs> One of my favorites. So here's this giant enemy crab. Does everything does everything happen again as before? Cyclical, cyclical. Sony isn't quite the dominant position that it was back then in the PS2 era, but it's got a big lead over Xbox right now. Sony said in the summer that it sold more than 40 million PS5s, which is about double the sales of Xbox Series S and X. Uh, as the market leader, Sony is definitely feeling like it can jack up the prices and not lose players, or at least not lose that many players. Yeah, they've been working those angles pretty hard, though. Sony quietly raised the price of PlayStation Plus by 30% recently. Cheapest tier went from $60 to $80 a year. Mm, and that uh, digital games thing we referenced earlier... That's not great either. We've reported on this. Sony's pricing on digital games has gotten it in some legal trouble. Unlike other online retailers, Sony doesn't sell digital game codes to third-party stores. So if you want to buy a digital game from Sony, you either buy it directly from them or you buy a PlayStation Store gift card. That means that Sony is the only party setting prices for digital games on their own marketplace. And that's one that they take a 30% cut of all sales from. So Sony has both the control and the incentive to keep digital game prices and thus their cut of all those prices as high as possible. So normally that's in bounds since digital games would theoretically compete with physical ones. But now we've got the digital only PlayStations. Yeah, and not to mention digital only game releases like Alan Wake 2. So it's getting scary. Uh, and wouldn't you know it, digital games are significantly more expensive than their physical counterparts on PlayStation. Last year, a $5.9 billion class action suit was brought by a consumer advocacy group in the UK saying that Sony overcharges players on digital games and that it operates a near monopoly on the sale of digital games on the PlayStation. Lawyers filed a similar class action lawsuit in the United States in 2019, showing that digital games were on average 74% more expensive digitally than they were physically on PlayStation. Uh, that suit was dismissed by a judge in 2020 for failing to prove that Sony, quote, voluntarily terminated a profitable practice by not selling download codes to third-party retailers. That's so that's so pro-corporate, but I kind of get it. It is. I mean, it makes sense, but it sucks. But you're never going to be able to prove that unless you have all of their internal emails, which you're never going to be able to see. Anyway, I don't know. I guess the SEC or the FTC has got to get on it. But the fact remains, PlayStation games are more expensive. Uh, their online service is now more expensive, and now even the hardware is more expensive. Ugh. Oh, man, man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, but then again, everything is more expensive. I just read a report about how Chipotle was going to raise their prices again. Oh, Bruce, you can't handle this. I know, it's, it's killing me. Uh, if you're wondering how all of this, this whole Sony thing compares to inflation, Sony increased the price on its digital PS5 console by 12.5% and bumped up the lowest tier of PS Plus by 33%. Prices for goods overall in the U.S. have jumped by 18% since 2020. Yeah, so when it comes to PlayStation Plus, Sony's actually increasing prices ahead of inflation, and inflation's been really high. Uh, and even then, you would like to think that if something stays the same price, you're at least getting 
the benefit of inflation and theoretically making it cheaper. That's true of one of the PS5s, but still, damn, sucks. So we're seeing signs of that on the software side of things as well. After the weirdly rushed PC port of The Last of Us Part 1, <laughs> this is ridiculous. We're already seeing leaks for The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. Just makes my soul start to crawl out of my body. Now we don't know if it's okay. It may not be. It may not be real. It's a rumor, you know. The source is a now removed reference on LinkedIn, spotted by Insider Gaming on October sixth. It's not official, but it's. I want to like. It feels like Sony. It feels like it is real. We'll see. But if it's true, it would mean Sony's remastering a game that came out three years ago, instead of making anything else. Ugh. <laughs> That's crazy. Meanwhile, comparatively, an Xbox Series S will run you about 300 bucks, and the more powerful Series X is about 490. Uh, and Game Pass starts at 10 bucks a month. They're going to raise the price on that, but right now it's 10 bucks a month. So it's cheaper than Sony. Uh, uh, new Xboxes are lagging behind PS5 sales-wise, though. But Microsoft's got a few got a few bullets in the gun all of a sudden. For one, there are reports that Microsoft is planning to release an updated version of the Series X next year with a more cylindrical design. Oh, show the picture of the little cylinder. Um, <laughs> I know, two terabytes of storage and with no disk drive. Digital. At least Microsoft sells codes to third parties so they compete against each other. So, eh, small benefit. Uh, and meanwhile, this is the big story, Microsoft's merger with Activision Blizzard. Finally, for real, maybe expected to close very soon. Activision did say recently they're gonna start adding their games to Game Pass sometime next year. So if they're saying that out in the open, it's pretty much a done deal. And while Xbox has been criticized for years now because of its lack of blockbuster exclusives, PlayStation 5 has one big one coming up, but after that's questionable. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man 2, that's that's the big one. Uh, and it'll probably be really huge, so their, their year is gonna be fine. Um, but it's starting to starting to look a little sparse. Maybe they just haven't announced what they've got, as long as it's not a remaster. Uh, I mean, earlier in the year they had uh, the timed exclusive Final Fantasy 16, but that didn't really light the world on fire, sales-wise. That's true. Uh, after that, the remake of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is due out early next year. Uh, there's also the Marvel Wolverine game and Death Stranding 2 in the works, but we don't really have release dates for those, so we don't know they could be coming 2025. Flash exclusive, though, but you're right. Yeah, we have no idea. Uh, so 2024 could be an interesting year. Might rattle PlayStation's lead here a little bit. Uh, if Sony just raises prices and doesn't release games, uh, <laughs> they could lose market share to Xbox, especially after Game Pass explodes with hundreds of Activision games suddenly, and they get COD you know, once a year on that service for 10 bucks a month. Uh, it probably won't be by then, but you know. Uh, and also Nintendo's out there. They have a Switch that's supposed to hit next year, maybe. So who knows? Maybe maybe there's some, uh, maybe Sony's getting a little a little comfy. Maybe they're getting a little, they're screwing on a little too tight. Uh, I would like to see, I would like to see the bars balance out a little bit, to be honest. Well, Lawrence, uh, I'll ask you this question. Do you think Sony will eventually price people out? I don't know. I, I think some people are just PlayStation branded like that's that's their thing it kind of reminds me of apple um they're like everyone acknowledges you're going to pay a tax for being part of this ecosystem but there's something about it that justifies it for many people whether that's style or in probably in my opinion the fact that ps4 was so dominant that just rolled into ps5 and now that's where everybody owns all their games that's where they play with all their friends so it's gonna take a lot to to like roll back that momentum uh 
I am kind of curious just how deep that brand loyalty goes. I wonder how many PlayStation portables people are just going to buy because it's a PlayStation thing and then it'll just sit around. I guess we'll see. I don't know, Bruce. Where do you see this going? Do you see all these like like price raises in the middle of a generation? Do you see that hurting their momentum at all? So I've been saying this for years. If you watch the show consistently, you know. I've been saying that Sony's been putting the screws to you for a while. They've been kind of nickel and diming their consumers uh, because they know they can. And I think that's a really dirty place to be, um, especially for you Sony ponies. Uh, just keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. I know you love Sony. I know you're going to always buy PlayStation, but just keep an eye out because they've been doing this nickel and diming thing for a couple of years, very specifically. And um, just the, the best example of that is that digital monopoly. Uh, that to me is 100% a monopoly. I know they, you know they obviously won the court case, but um, be careful. And I don't know if Jim Ryan was in charge of the nickel and diming. And now that he's gone, things will change. Or now that he's gone, it's going to get even worse. So be careful. <laughs> yeah, the Jim Ryan transition is going to be really, really interesting. I mean, he was angling on games of service, which is like infinite money if you can find it. You can actually land that. Really hard to land it, but uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe he was the one thing holding PlayStation back from just driving up all their margins. Because they were selling every PlayStation 5 they were making. Um, and when you... Like, there's no reason to not raise the price then. But you have to wait until you have a new product. So they're kind of playing it straight up. And by the rules of the market, they're going to make more money. And they ought to, I suppose. Yeah, I just, I just hope it hits a point where people start shopping around a little more um maybe they're willing to part with their ecosystem to save maybe up to hundreds of dollars a year i wonder i wonder how bad it's gonna get uh lawrence um i'm glad you said that because we should encourage people to shop around uh right now companies everywhere not just sony are doing this they are raising their prices and they are testing us as consumers to see if we're going to stick with them uh even with their really really high prices so i've been encouraging everybody to shop around everything because that will then ideally make those companies bring those either bring the prices down or stop raising prices because that's uh, it's feeding into this uh, cycle of inflation that's getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, I agree. I think I think we all got pretty used to there being one destination for a service, uh, and I think tech tech funding kind of fueled that. There's always one company that has all the money and they're trying to drive forward as fast as possible. Now it's now that like the tide's rolling back a little bit. There's like a lot of companies that kind of offer the same stuff. So yeah, you got to really chop it up and get in the weeds again. It sucks. Shopping, Bruce. It's our responsibility as, as responsible consumers. We got to do it. Um, all right. Speaking of shopping, we have a little Patreon that you can support on uh, on Patreon. It's called the Inside Games Patreon. And uh, these patrons are Team PlayStation till death. Dane Ottman, Jay Embers, 87, Christian Morgan Anderson, Evan S. Compton, Ryan Derberry, and Brian Cosner. They love Sony. They're, they are the deepest Sony ponies I've ever seen. Oh, this is the opposite of Sony ponies then. Whatever an inside-out pony is, that's what these patrons are. Because they've never touched a PlayStation controller. Don't want it. Don't need it. It's going to bleed their bank accounts dry, and they're saving that for us, for our patron. So Kyle Heaton, Christopher Glavin, Crab Foam, Sherwin Sanchez, Charles Gard, and Nightboard, thank you very much for the support. Mm -hmm.